Welcome to Happy at Home, session number four, Local Pro Tips. My name is Anna. Uh, I'm the founder and CEO here at On The Goga, and I will be joined today by some amazing uh, local experts. But before we dive into what's going on today, let me really quick, just as always, recap what we're doing here. We are here for you guys. This whole six-week series was designed for you as a practical way for you to take 30 minutes out of your day to take a brain break and learn a practical tool for empowering your health, your happiness, even amidst this really challenging time. Last week, we covered food. We talked with our awesome wellness expert, Olivia, about food and how food can be a tool for our well-being during this time. If you missed last week or any week before this, don't worry. We are going to be posting all of these uh, webinars as audio and video content on our website over the course of the next several weeks. This week is all about community. So community is one of our five pillars of well-being here at On The Goga. And we've actually had a lot of questions from you all in the chat box through these sessions about community. A lot about how do we care for ourselves while still supporting our local community around us. We've also had a lot of really great examples of how you all have seen and partaken in some really amazing acts of community support. This week, we've actually brought in some awesome local business pros to share with you a, just some of their well-being wisdom. And when I say wisdom, I really do mean it. Um, I've talked with each of these awesome women that you're going to meet and from their different perspectives, like they're just a joy to talk to and they have a wealth of knowledge to share, not just about their expertise, but about happiness and health in general. So I'm really excited to introduce them. Um, and we'll also learn a little bit about what it's like to be managing a small business during this time and what you all out there can do to help your small businesses in your community and be served by them. Before we jump in, uh, we, as always, love, love, love your participation in these. It's honestly what makes these 30 minutes so wonderful is when I see the chat box popping up with you all talking to each other. And in there, uh, you can talk to us, ask us questions, ask questions of the local experts, talk to each other. I'd love you just to let me know what is your favorite or one of your favorite local businesses. I'll give you my, one of my heartfelt examples. Um, besides the two local businesses that we're going to be introing today, uh, I live around the corner from Function Coffee Labs in South Philadelphia, and it is just the most near and dear place to my heart. I miss them so much. Um, oh, awesome. So we've got uh, Retrospect Vintage in Philly. Yes, love that. Um, Bay Area, California, Casa Azteca. That's amazing. Uh, Newark, Delaware, Pfeiffer Orchards. Ooh, I love that. Uh, Kearney, New Jersey, Vinny's Wine Bar, Fairmount Pet Shop, the Please Touch Museum. Yes, they're one of our awesome members. Um, let's see, Salty Donuts in Miami. Wow, we've got people from all over today. This is amazing. Ooh, someone said same, at, same for Function Coffee Lab. So maybe we've uh, crossed paths there before. I'm there like every day. Raise your hand if you or someone that you know works for a small business. 
small businesses are just the heart and lungs of our communities. And, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of the situation is impacting small businesses specifically, and that impacts us in so many different ways, right? Our favorite shops are closed, our favorite restaurants are closed. And the question is, how do we help them? How do we interact? Without further ado, we're going to bring on two local pros to talk to us about their experiences and also all the amazing ways that you can interact with them, as well as they're going to give us a local pro tip. The first local pro I'd like to introduce uh, is from Art in the Age. So Art in the Age Tasting Room is a, a local business here in Old City, Philadelphia, Alongside its lineup of awesome local spirits that they sell, all of which are, by the way, made using recipes and ingredients that are actually drawn from the history of Pennsylvania, Art in the Age is essentially a one-stop shop for home bartenders, or if you're like me, an amateur home bartender. Uh, the shop stocks bar tools, uh, they have mixers, glassware, even like bitters, um, and even they have like educational workshops, tastings, and home mixology trainings that you can do. Um, I also have it on good accord that they are one of the best date spots in Philadelphia. So here with us today from Art in the Age, we have Emily Rodia, the manager, home mixologist guru, and cat mother of two. Hello, Emily. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you bringing me to this webinar today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Did I miss anything in my intro of Art in the Age? Is there anything else you like definitely want people to know about what Art in the Age does? No, you nailed it. Yes. I feel <laughs> like I've become like an Art in the Age and our second local pro that I won't spoil expert over the last few days. Um, I have so many questions for you, but I'd love to just kind of start by asking you like in normal life, how does Art in the Age bring health and happiness to the community? So we really love working with the community and making fun events for people. We do workshops to teach people how to make cocktails at home. And we're really just like a place for people to gather and learn about the cocktail world without making it seem super complicated. So we try and break down the barriers of what it means to make a cocktail. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I've heard about Art in the Age, even before talking with you, is this environment that you guys have created in your shop really is this active gathering place where people can come and interact with you all and learn something, but also interact with their friends and actually like physically do something, an activity, which is pretty awesome. For sure, yeah. The workshops are a lot of fun. They're really hands-on, and it's so fun to do it with a friend. As a manager of a small business and, you know, a small business that is super tied to people coming directly into your store, how has this situation impacted you all as a business? Right. So um, we immediately had to close kind of like every other, um, you know, service industry in Philadelphia. Um, so our bar is closed, so we can't do cocktails like we normally do. Um, we did just switch over to do some online sales, um, which is definitely really helping, but it's been quite a change for us and yeah. a dream change. I think that that's a really um, important kind of empathy point and something that I've really noticed in talking to individuals and businesses during this time is that we've all had our day-to-day -day experiences disrupted 
So like people out there in the chat box, what's something about your day, your day-to-day -day, that's just completely on hold or turned upside down during this time? Would love to kind of hear from you guys what you think about that. But Emily, I think that that's a really important point because when you're forced to do that as a business, just like as an individual, you have to adapt. So you were telling me about some, you know, interesting ways that you all are adapting to this change. What does that look like for you guys? Yeah, so we have created a curbside pickup option for people to just grab all of their cocktail ingredients directly from, from us at the store. We do a no contact uh, transfer right out front of our shop. We're also doing a lot more cocktails on our website with ingredients that people might have at home. And we're just trying to make it easier for people to still experience that bar atmosphere in their own home. Oh my God, I love that so much. Um, and I, you're gonna, I think, bring one of those cool cocktails to us in just a moment. That's really amazing. And I think people looking at the chat box are saying, you know, I miss my monthly massage every six weeks. I miss eating out. I miss going to the gym. Even just grocery shopping is now an anxiety provoking activity. It's really hard when you're used to having these services or experiences right at your fingertips that you're not able to really um, experience at all right now. And one thing that I really admire and love about what you all are doing is creating a new experience that people can engage with and bring into their homes. And so I just, I just think that's really awesome. Have you been seeing people interact with your services differently since this whole change has started? Yeah, people have been super supportive. Um, we're definitely getting a lot of outreach on social media, people asking how we're doing, um, you know, and people just kind of wanting to know how to use some of the spirits at home. So we're really just trying to get, get that same experience that they would have in the store, just virtually now. I love that. I see someone actually put, um, Alicia said, I miss cocktail hangs at Art in the Age. So you have some fans out there in the uh, internet space. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We miss you too. <laughs> Let's get to this. I am really excited to share with everybody your local pro tip, which is very practical and very awesome. It's this DIY whiskey sours. I'm going to kind of let you walk us through this. What is great about taking the time to make a little beverage for yourself during the day? You know, it's just a way like how cooking can be a nice relaxing activity. Cocktail making can be the exact same way. So if you think of it like just a little something for yourself at the end of the day, after your long like digital work day and then you're stuck, this is just a good way to break it up. I love that. And I think that, um, I see we have a lot of whiskey sour fans out there. Um, and I think that this is a, that's a really good point. Just these you know, activities where we take our brain away from the screen and do something that requires our full attention and our thoughtfulness just to create a transition or just to do something nice for ourselves is a really awesome way to practice well-being and not what we might normally think of when we think of being kind to ourselves. What tools are we going to need from our homes to make this DIY whiskey sour? Yeah, so you're going to want a measuring cup, just any old spoon, a mason jar or just any kind of jar that has a ceiling lid and then I actually use a potato peeler at my house so something oh. like so you're telling me if I have you know like an old jar of pickles uh where the pickles are all gone and it was in my recycling I could literally take it out and reuse it to make this whiskey sour totally yeah just make sure it doesn't taste like pickles and you're good to go 
<laughs> okay, amazing. All right, so um, if anybody has any questions of like, oh, I don't have a peeler, oh, I don't have this, feel free to throw them in the chat because I'm sure Emily would love to give some uh, recommendations of other at-home things you can use. So let's get into ingredients. Walk us through this list. What are we gonna need? Yeah, so you're gonna need two ounces of whiskey. Um, you can also use rum or really any other spirit you have on hand. This recipe lends itself to being adaptable. So take that into consideration. You also are gonna need some lemon juice, about a half of a lemon or lime. Uh, you can also use maple syrup, honey, agave, or even making like a simple syrup from regular old white sugar will work for this. And then we're using the aquafaba, which is the liquid from a can of chickpeas, which I think everyone has at home right now. So that's why I added it into this one. That's awesome. So you, so we're literally using the juice from a chickpea can to, right. that's incredible. I didn't even realize what that was. That's amazing. I'm like, I yeah. definitely have that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a common egg white replacer in the cocktail world. Um, it's vegan, so it makes it super easy for, you know, anyone with restrictions. But if you do have egg white instead of the aquafaba, you can do that as well. All right. So walk us through how we're going to put this together. Yeah. So you're going to take your empty pickle, pickle jar, add a little bit of ice, probably about a good handful. Then you're going to add all the liquids there, whatever you're using. And then you're gonna close it super tight so you don't get it all over your kitchen. Shake it until it's really cold on the outside of the jar. You'll, you'll feel it kind of get super chilled. And then you're just gonna strain it into a new, new glass with some ice and put a little citrus peel on there using a potato peeler. That's awesome. So you're gonna, basically this is the simplest recipe ever. Put it in a jar, shake it up, put it in a new cup, make it fancy with some citrus peels. Yeah, you got it. That's awesome. A couple quick questions about this. Can you make this without alcohol? For sure. Yeah. So if you are, you know, not drinking right now or you don't want to have a drink every day, my recommendation would be doing two ounces of like a strong black tea in place of the whiskey. Oh, that's awesome. And then adding, you know, a little bit of seltzer at the end to kind of light it up. Amazing. Okay. I see a lot of really good questions in the chat here. Um, I'm going to save those for our little Q&A section because I want to make sure we have time also to hear about the amazing things that Art in the Age is doing right now. So how can people interact with you and help you do good? What do they need to know about small batch hand sanitizer? <laughs> yeah. So we've actually partnered with uh, Faber Distilling uh, right outside of Philadelphia. They're creating hand sanitizer for a lot of um, local area hospitals and other essential businesses. And we're selling the sanitizer directly to customers. Kind of the sales to direct customers is helping them fulfill those larger orders to hospitals. Um, we're also working with our partners in Tamworth Distilling. They're doing something very similar up there. Um, so we have two sanitizer batches kind of going right now. They have been selling out quickly you know, if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll be able to see when we get it back in stock. That's awesome. And just another note is that, you know, if you go online to artintheage.com and you participate in any of these remote um, services or engagements that they're doing, um, that money is going to fund their small team. It's going to fund this awesome work they're doing. So that's one way you can go out, support an awesome local business and feel great about it. Thank you so much, Emily, for joining us today. All right. So 
Up next, local pro number two. Uh, I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Janine A. Cook. She is she comes from us from what Philadelphia Magazine describes as the coolest addition to Philly's indie bookshop scene. She's a writer, a born teacher, um, and honestly, a super completely inspiring speaker. So I'm not going to waste any more time introducing her. Uh, Janine, welcome to the show. Hi, Anna. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you. I know we spoke earlier this week, and I'm really excited to share some of the insights you shared with me with all of our listeners out there. One thing you mentioned to me that really stuck with me is how your mission statement at Harriet's Bookshop has really been helping you move through this challenging time. So for everyone out there who hasn't yet heard of your amazing shop, what is Harriet's Bookshop all about? Yeah, so Harriet's Bookshop, our mission is to celebrate women authors, women artists, and women activists. Uh, we do that in a lot of different and cool ways. And we do that under the banner of the historical heroine Harriet Tubman as kind of like our you know, patron saint, um, looking at the ways that she uh, moved through the world and challenged herself and challenged others. Uh, we, we use that as uh, fuel to our fire. I think that's so amazing because it really transcends an item or a product or even a brick and mortar store. Like what you guys do really is about helping inspire people and, and emphasize, you know, what it means to be a leader in so many ways. And that actually kind of plays beautifully into your pro tip that you gave us. So why don't you walk us through what it means to explore character during this time to support your well-being, support your community? Yeah, so it's funny, when you were asking the question, I was kind of like, pro tip, I'm not a pro at anything. <laughs> um, but I think that what came up for me is uh, a, 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 something that I repeat often, which is, it's me they follow. And it's me they follow became like the first line of a piece that I wrote where uh, Harriet Tubman was whispering in my ear and I was writing down what she said. And understanding that while we're moving through life, one of the things that continues to inspire me and challenge me um, is remembering that there are a lot of folks behind me that are walking with me, alongside me, and also behind me. There are generations uh, mm -hmm. that are looking at our character, looking at my character um, as a way to look at how to move forward in the same way that I'm looking at Harriet and what I saw her or imagined her doing um, as she went back time and time again to support other people in ways that she never really had to. And just thinking about the ways in which we also explore characters and stories and using them as our inspiration, using them as, our, um, you know, as catharsis so that we can experience emotion and understand change. And so thinking about character in, in two forms and more than just the, the one way that we might look at it in a story, but also thinking about how, how we live as our character as well. You know, I think it's so funny when you started that you said, I'm not a pro in anything. And then after listening to you speak for a minute, I think everyone else out there agrees with what I perceived when I heard you first speak, which is that you just embody the spirit of what you do so deeply. I really admire this idea of looking to books right now as a source of inspiration, right? And we see these characters, not just in books, but all around us and noticing how during this time, there are people around us that we can draw inspiration from, but we can also be a source of inspiration for others. And I think that 
all of us have been experiencing that in our lives right now. I mean, even if any of you out there in the chat have an example of someone, uh, whether it's someone in a book or someone in real life, or even just like a parent or a colleague who's been inspiring to you, I would love to see those in the chat. One of the other things, Janine, that you spoke to the other day was this idea that right now as a small business owner, as, as someone who people are looking to as a, a leader in so many ways, it's really hard when things are constantly shifting. You said, okay, now I have to pivot. Okay, now I have to listen. Okay, now I have to breathe. Okay, maybe now I even have to take a moment and cry. What has that been like to address these constant changes you know, as a leader and a small business owner within the community? It's been, it's been wild, right? I think that, and it's been wild for all of us and being in a position of deep empathy as I listen to people tell, share their stories and share what's going on with their businesses, share what's going on with them personally, um, being in a place of like being able to listen really as much as I possibly can to the ways in which uh, folks are being affected by you know, in from small ways um, or things that I might perceive as small to really large ways and like, oh, wow, I hadn't thought about that. Um, and so I think like the most valuable part of being in a position of leadership is that people that I get to kind of um, experience a lot of folks stories and hear from a lot of folks and translate messaging and try to understand and provide feedback and also provide um, inspiration as much as I am able to uh, and that's partially why, you know, in that, in just in that listening activity is how I met Dr. Gina. And I don't want to go ahead. If oh, I'm ready for it. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, Harry's Bookshop, in addition to doing a whole bunch of cool things that I enjoy doing and which helped me to wake up in the morning and keep doing the work, um, we're doing, we launched literally today, a few hours ago, our initiative called Essentials for Essentials. This came out of the idea that one of our customers was buying a book for a friend that's at home that was a nurse and as she was buying the book had done a bunch of research on the ways in which reading actually is a stress reliever um, and works for us as a healing mechanism. And she was like, you know, read all of this, read all of this. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, at the same time, Dr. Gina, who's over at, uh, shouts to Dr. Gina, who's in the emergency department at um, the University Hospital of Pennsylvania, as well as at Penn Presbyterian, has been running these um, giveaways for Harriet's Bookshop. And I'm like, Dr. Gina, why are you doing this for us? You know, you have all of that that you're up to doing and you are in such a pivotal position. Why would you be taking your time to kind of run these book giveaways? And she's like, we have to do it. This is how we feel. It makes us feel better. It makes us feel good to be um, up, to, up to this kind of thing. Um, and so that's kind of where Essentials for Essentials was born out of. It's the idea that there are 50 medical professionals at the University of Pennsylvania Hospital and Penn Presbyterian who have given Harriet's their book wish list. It's a book, a list of books that they consider to be essential. And we are inviting folks from the community to take on um, purchasing that book for one of those individuals, as well as writing out a prescription for one of those uh, individuals and letting them know um, how they can stay up to their wellness mission. I love this. So basically, if you guys out there want to follow this link, um, you can go to either harrietsbookshop.com or essentialsforessentials.bigcartel.com. Again, we'll send all this information after. You can go out and actually buy a book for an essential worker and write them a prescription that's like, hey, you need this for self-care and I hope that it makes you so happy. And 
I just, I was blown away when both, you know, Art in the Age and Harriet's Bookshop, when I asked both of you, what are you doing for the community? It's like, to what everybody's saying in the chat box, small businesses right now are hurting so much and yet you all are doing so much. And Anna, for real, like, I think a lot of us have found great joy in being able to be up to something that spreads love and spreads you know, hope, like that is how we keep, um, that is a healing mechanism in itself is just being able to have something to think about other than the woes of the world. And not to say that those things aren't important, but to be able to balance it with other things that provide inspiration and joy. You know, we, I get pure joy when I talk to Dr. Gina um, about, you know, the books that she's reading or the books that she's recommending or, you know, the characters that we, we both know and love inside of books that we've read together. Um, and so I think that that, that there is, that is essential as well. I couldn't agree more. And it, it kind of ties beautifully into this last quote that I want to leave everyone with today, which is, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. And I just want to thank both Emily and Janine so much for coming in today because you two both so beautifully manifest this quote yourselves. You do it through your businesses and you are inspiring other people to do it themselves. We'll open this up to everyone out there. Emily, do you have any cocktail mocktail recipes without citrus or mint? Totally. I think you can use almost like a pineapple juice in place of any of the citrus in the whiskey sour would be a nice balance because it is still kind of acidic. Yeah, she said great idea. Awesome. <laughs> Loves yeah. it. And you don't need to put mint in anything if you don't want. You can use any herbs. Like I really like using um, like tarragon in cocktails. So that's a nice, mm. nice fun one. Ooh, that's a really good idea. Janine, I had a question for you. Um, do you have any examples of the books that are on the Essentials for Essentials list? Yeah, so one book that a lot of folks are uh, really in love with is Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. She is local. She's from Fishtown. She's a Black woman who's now on the New York Times bestselling list. That's awesome. Let's do Emily and then Janine. What positive outcomes have you had from having to pivot your businesses in this way? Yeah, I mean, we definitely have a new revenue stream for once this goes back to normal. We'll be able to continue offering, uh, you know, pick up in-store options and be able to have our spirits on the website for shipping in Pennsylvania. So, you know, it's really just getting us to hone in on our online, like e-commerce site and just make that better for now. And then once things are normal, we can hopefully have both. Awesome. What about you, Janine? Yeah, similar. Uh, we did not have an online collection of our books at the time that the shutdown was announced. So we were um, invited to pivot very swiftly. Uh, and then also being able to, we've been able to have a lot of great and deep relationships with authors that I think it might have been more difficult for us to have mm -hmm. in the shop. Um, but now we've been able to, you know, host you know, host live events with them via, you know, virtual events with them. And, you know, we've been able to be in, in I think, deeper contact with people uh, because they're at home and available. You know, to all of you out there, this, we've experienced that exact same thing, Janine, at On The Go-Go. Normally we're, you know, confined to Philadelphia and 
through this as a small business ourselves, we were like, what can we do right now that's going to be meaningful? And, you know, we were like, let's just try putting something out there for anyone who wants to tune in and seeing people tuning in from California and Ohio and, you know, all across the country, some places that I've never, towns I've never heard of before is so inspiring and it's been challenging, but it's been really beautiful. I just want to extend again a huge thank you to both Emily and Janine for coming. Uh, your wisdom is beyond just a little pro tip. I think it's it's inspired me and I hope it's inspired some of the other people out there. So thank you guys both so much for coming. <laughs>